I'm Christian Bush. And I'm Cindy Watts. Welcome to our podcast, 52. I turned 52 this year, believe it or not, and I am releasing 52 songs to celebrate. This podcast looks at the relationship between my 52 new songs and 52 of my most popular songs from my back catalog, with plenty of stories and laughs along the way. Cindy Watts, my favorite, back again. Happy to be here. (laughs) You know what? I think maybe you need a dad joke. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, yes, you can. Ha <laughs> <laughs> I accidentally... Sc- okay, this is so good. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when you crack yourself up I, I before know, you read it out loud. Sometimes I get... Uh, yeah. I accidentally swallowed a bunch of Scrabble tiles. My next two trips to the bathroom could spell disaster. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's special. Uh, come on, that was kind of funny. But that's like what you tell your kids in the car on the way to school in the morning. Oh, uh, what? Yeah. And they roll their eyes oh. just as, you know, they get out. Of course. My kids roll their eyes at me all the time. This morning, my kid was like, mommy, don't sing. It's like, are you sure? He's like, yeah, mommy, don't. Really? Oh yeah. My kids would judge my, my songs in the backseat. I would actually ask them to, it was a, it was a, a pastime of hey camille tucker so here's the deal and whoever else i'm picking up for carpool right so random neighborhood child uh you know one to five rate the lyrics the rhythm you know the melodies and they would give them high or low marks that it kind of means that most kids like you know a ballad and they're all asleep they're like one 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 this is terrible can we go into the next song but if you really want to entertain a six-year-old or an eight-year-old, uh, I've got your secret sauce. Oh, I, I need groove. it because my kids are, they're so over it. It's amazing that your kids still engage because mine, mine are a little bit younger and they are literally like, mom, is that new Dolly Parton music again? God, make it stop. It's your job to educate them, to keep well, them together. They are they are educated. They just against their will. <laughs> I love it. Uh today's pairing. Um actually, I let you choose today's pairing and out I of the list. My, I picked my favorite song. Yeah. Well, why don't you tell us what we're listening to? We're listening to Mansion and Sending You a Sunset. And now you're gonna ask me, Christian, why are those paired together? Christian, why are those <laughs> paired together? They're paired together because they are, um, like me, uh, helpless and hopelessly romantic. They are, they're, they're romance songs that, um, that I, I think, uh, have this beautiful way of, or I hope have this way of elevating something that's very plain, like something that's in your everyday life gets pushed up. And, and you can see it in a new way. I was in, in school, I, you know, I went weirdly, I went to college to, uh, to write, to be a creative writer. I was a creative writing major and there was, um, Raymond Carver was one of my big, uh, uh, authors that I love to read. And he had this way of elevating the chair in the room and giving it so much, um, attention and information that you just love this chair and you, and then after that, I would start looking at chairs differently, you know? And so it's, there's a way that you can, uh, give 
uh, value to something by giving it attention. So in, in this, in this, uh, first song mansion, um, it is literally, um, a, a plea from the singer to your, your, your object of your love. Like, let me be there for you. Let me be this. And you're kind of rolling out all these things. And some of them are fantastic. And some of them are absolutely everyday things. And some of them are not. And by putting them all together, you start to elevate something like grass or curtains into the same thing as marble and, you know, Maseratis. Like you, you, you take the, the, the things that are somewhat forgettable in your day and you include them as things that are incredible. Because they're all part of the same life. Well, right. Yeah, I think so. But I think it's just this, this wish of wanting to be, um, wanting to be in that kind of love where you can be whatever this person needs from, from you. Cause that's kind of the, that's one of the parts of love that it gets underrated is being needed. This is not codependence. This is not the wacky part where you have to go to therapy a lot. This is, uh, this is a little bit more the, um, your, your, your value because you can be there for somebody. So anyway, not because you have to be, you can tell I'm just spinning out on this one. Cause I'd rather you listen to it. And well, let's talk listen, about let's it. listen to it. <laughs> okay. Here's a uh, mansion from 52.
that song's in the details, isn't it? It's right. all, it's all details. Yeah. I, I wrote that song with Liz Rose. And um, if you're not familiar who Liz Rose is, she's um, one of our greats, you know, uh, songwriters and publishers here in Nashville. And yeah, she, she was one of the uh, early um, co-writers with uh, Taylor Swift for a bunch of those records and, and really helped focus that. You can tell now that you know how I write songs, that's me with Liz, <laughs> right? Which is, she's incredibly focused. And um, when I asked her, I, you know, I said, I'm always in, 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 in search of and trying to write a better romance, you know, and how do I do that? And this is the song we came out with. So who brought the mansion idea? Um, I, I don't really remember. It might've been her, but I, I, or I, it could have been me. It sounds like the, where I land my hooks, baby, let me be your man. I usually try to, to, I like the bounce of words. So it really could have been me. <laughs> it, it sounds like a, it sounds like a you. And, and I, you know, I, I don't like to put a lot of babies in things cause I think that's a little silly. Um, but I do it and I do it when it's bounty. Yeah. When it, when it makes, makes it feel good to say it. How romantic are you feeling? This is this, this is a, you know, I'm such a word person. Oh, okay. It's like, it's like, I'm, I'm stuck in the words. It's like, I'm thinking about, cause there, there are a lot of words in that song. There are a lot of descriptors in that song. Mm-hmm. And if you like words, it's a song <laughs> that makes you think. Well, I mean, I, I think the, some of the, the best parts of it or that I love of that song is the, the Maserati in the fast lane. Uh-huh. I love that. I'd, I'd never put that in a song in a, I always just remember that Eagles song. My Maserati does one eighty five. You know, like, um, and, and uh, I guess that's what Joe Walsh. I don't know. If that's an Eagles song, but they play it on Eagles shows. Um, and now more people have Maseratis than they used to. They do, which I think is interesting. I wonder if also you know, like Chrysler bought them too or something. And that's like, <laughs> and there's more of them, but uh, I see them more often, and it's not because my friends are richer. You know. <laughs> Um, there's one in the garage, isn't there? No, 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 no. I, I was, I've never been a car guy, which is really strange. You know, like, I think it was cause I, you know, when I went to high school, I went to boarding school, so we weren't allowed to have cars. And then when I got out of boarding schools to go into college, it was such a, a car wasn't really a symbol of your ability to do anything except have a car. Right. That's <laughs> so true. any car will do, um, and then as age has gone on, you know, my rock and roll car was a Prius, <laughs> which I actually, I still have and is in the garage. That's right now. in the garage instead but of the Maserati. From, it's like a 2007. Which just means it's very well cared for. It means I was driving the bus. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I, I, I like a, the, the landscape of that. If you can't make out to that song, we're not doing it right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to like challenge people to a contest? A contest? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But it, it does uh, beg me to ask you this next question, which is um, with the song pairing for this, did you think about uh, sending someone a sunset after you heard the song or was that something you did with anybody in your life? Oh, no, no. That was definitely an idea. I'd never thought of it before. Really? Until the song came out. And then I thought of it 
all the time. And how long has that song been out now? Because I mean, I still do it. Yeah. I think I did it yesterday. It's pretty cool once you get your head around it. We were in LA as Sugarland to do, that's just how long ago this song kind of been creeping around. We were on the Grammys with Adele and they had asked us to come play her song, Chasing Pavements with her while she was uh, right after we were to play Stay. Mm-hmm. And I had to learn Chasing Pavements on a mandolin, which was incredibly hard. But I've we were staying at a hotel called Casa Del Mar and I still have the envelope with that I had turned over to write all of the chords down because I had to get online and Google how to play some of these chords because Adele and her, her band are very muso people. They, they, they write actually very deeply tonally complicated songs. And that was one of the more complicated ones. It was her first hit. And so I'm learning how to do that. And I got frustrated and I went for a walk and I realized how many people outside were taking pictures of the sun setting right there in Santa Monica. And I was like, huh? And I watched people as soon as they did it, they took their phone down and sent it to somebody. And I was like, huh, do we all do this? And so I, it was a question I'd had for a long time. Like, is that real? And I even asked different people in my life, like, have you ever, and they'd say, oh yeah. And I'm like, golly, have I, have I just not been a part of this bandwagon? And or is that something I just didn't know? Because, you know, I'm not very cool. <laughs> I, I I have a cool job, but I'm not cool. Just as my kids. I don't know. Maybe, you know, we, we both grew up in the mountains. Maybe, maybe it's because. Oh, the sunset happens in the mountains at like three o'clock because it's going over the edge of the other right. mountain. We were still in school. We were in a valley. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> there are no sunsets. Right. <laughs> I'm going to blame that and, and, and not. The uh, lack of creativity. Well, I, I wrote this one with Tim Owens, who I wrote, um, and Jennifer and I wrote Settling with. I gave him kittens and one time. You did? I love Tim Owens. He and I have written a lot of songs. He wrote Trailer Hitch with me and my brother. I didn't know that. Yep. And it was on this same day, I think. We wrote Trailer Hitch earlier in the day, and we probably wrote this later in the, in the evening. And I had brought the idea to him because I was like, hey, this is something that's been hanging around in my notebook for a long time. Are you willing? He's like, Oh yeah. He's a incredibly, um, energetic writer. So he's like, absolutely. Let's do it. And, uh, and this is what happened. You want to hear it now? I do. All right. You want to introduce it because this is your favorite song. So, so this is Christian's, um, most sing-alongable is that a word? Sing-alongable? You, you just made it. Sing-alongable love song ever. <laughs> Sending you a sunset. If you were here right now, you'd be wrapped around my waist with your hands. You'd have that grin, ten kisses in, and twenty toes in the sand. You'd push my hat back And you pull me in I love this picture So I'm hitting sand I'm sending you a sunset
Tim taught me, and I hold on to a lot, is it's one moment. You don't make it about many moments. You make it about the one moment that, you know. It's also a wish, because obviously, if I'm sending it to you, you're not there. That's true. So um, I, I did just realize while we were listening to it that I I I love the word silhouette. It, it's beautiful. I mean, it's also, you know, it's got a lot of it's French origin, right? So with the E T T E, the et, but it's, um, it's as, it's as careful and beautiful as what you're looking at when you see the silhouette of something, you know, that's the light relief. And, um, it's a fun word to sing and very difficult to rhyme. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like both of those songs have a lot of words in them that you wouldn't typically hear in a country song or in, any song. I love it. I do too. I do too. And particularly, I think 
you know, in the last couple of years with a the pandemic, there are a lot of people who are really far apart who can't be together. So I think that that song in the last couple of years has probably been more, you know, pointing it now yeah. than it was when you wrote it. Yeah. It's a, it's a real interesting, I was just, um, I just saw a sunset the other day that I was just like blown away by. I had this opportunity to go to, um, uh, a place called Hope Town in the in the Bahamas, which is in the Abaco Islands, which is the very furthest outset of islands in the Bahamas. Um, you know, you start swimming from, you know, the Abaco Inn, you'll land up in uh, northern Africa, assuming you could swim that far. Um, and the the sun went down one one evening there, and it looked like it was going to be. A, there was a lot of cloud cover, like there wasn't going to be. And then suddenly it just lit up and you could see all the colors in between the clouds. I was like, Oh geez. And the guy who owned the house that, that was graciously letting me be on the porch, uh, Tommy was talking to me and he was like, you know, it's about 15 minutes after the sun goes down that the real painting happens, you know, and it, usually the sunset right when it sets is, you know, cause you can, suddenly see the, the, the curvature of the earth and you can suddenly see how fast we're moving because this giant thing disappears in like t- the last 15 seconds. You're like, wait a minute. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I know how big the sun is and that means we're this small, which means we must be moving at a giant amount of speed. And then, you know, he was just, it was just a, a very innocent thing. He was like, you know, the, the sky doesn't light up for 15 minutes after the sun goes down. And that was such a cool thing to remember that, even when something as huge as a sunset happens, when something huge happens in your life, wait 15 minutes and then see what, what it's going to be. Oh, that's deep. Yeah. It's kind of cool. It's really cool. It, uh, I have some friends in, in the UK who've been trying to, they got trapped there during the pandemic and they've been trying to get back. And, um, they sent me a sunset over an airfield. not too long ago and because they are six hours ahead of where we are you know it was it was really interesting because it's like lunchtime for me (laughs) in nashville (laughs) and i've got this like you know beautiful orange sunset behind a british airfield that they're seeing at the same time and i think uh most definitely wishing that they were eating lunch in nashville instead of in britain but Five o'clock somewhere all the time. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Buffett will remind you. But it, it really is kind of neat when you can put that in a song. And I love um, that that song happened way before TikTok. And I'm waiting for TikTok for it to take off as people send each other sunsets. You know, Christian, only you can fight forest fires. <laughs> I always giggled at some point that I was uh, I was too young for the vaccine and too old for TikTok. You know, like... <laughs> At that that time, they were only giving people that were like 65 and older vaccinations. And I was like, oh, yeah, well, here I am stuck in the middle. (laughs) I think that's a song. I think I wrote that one already. That's hysterical. (laughs) Extra points for anybody who figures out what I just said and why I just said it. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. Cindy, it's great to see you. You too. How about we do it again? Sounds great. Hey, everybody. Christian Bush here. Cindy Watts. And we would like to thank you for joining us for another episode of 52. If you'd like to write us with questions or comments, you can contact us at 
52thepodcast at gmail.com. That is the number 52. Also, remember, the best way to help us is to give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcast. Please and thank you. You can follow me at Christian Bush on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And you can follow Cindy at Cindy Watts on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook as well. Thank you for listening, and please join us next week.